So let's wildly speculate. Uh, murder, 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 murder? <laughs> Sister Act Podcast. I'm Stephanie and I'm here with my sister Rose. Woohoo! The true crime podcast where we discuss murder, mayhem, and madness. If you're new with us, each episode we'll discuss one real story about murderers, cults, and all that tasty true crime goodness. If you are new with us, go back and listen to the other episodes, please. Yeah, just you know, go there, give them a like, hit us up. Who starts in the middle of a season? It's kind of rude. rude, but you know what? If you're just joining us, that you know what, we'll we'll let that go. You'll get a you'll get a mulligan. How are you doing today? <gasps> Fine. Fine. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what you got today. I am too. Okay, so I entitled my story <laughs> "Alvin and the Black Widow." Oh. <laughs> Instead of Alvin and the Chipmunks, get it? Get it? Get, get, it, get, get it, it? Get it? Get it? It's like a dark version. <laughs> Alvin. Just sad chipmunks. All right, so this is the story of Gladys Lincoln Broadhurst. She's basically the Black Widow sim I make every time I get the sims. You're like, and and you can't go wrong with a name like Gladys. I know. To be fair. You know what? Typing Gladys is so weird because, like, it's not typed no. like it sounds. So it's like Gladys. Yeah. It, I don't it, like it. It looks... It's It feels wrong to it's type out. It's a dumb name. It's an old name like Rose. <laughs> oh, no. Ugh. So she was attractive. She was a redhead. Oh, is this she just was your mima? Diabolical. <laughs> what was that? Is this just your mima? Like, <laughs> are you related? No. My uh, you know. both my grandmas are batshit crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but neither of them are black widows. They're that, not that, that interesting. That we can't. That we know. Um, she's not to be idolized. Just, <laughs> I don't idolize this person. It was just fun reading about her. Everybody involved is yeah. dead. <laughs> also, just out there, we don't idolize any of these people. No, 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 no. This these is... are all pieces of piece of shit people. Yeah, we just we're in it for the history. Yes. So, speaking of history, the time post World War Two. Ooh. The place, the Great Northwest. Oh, da 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 da. Um. So first, we're going to talk about the dock. After World War II, Dr. Willis D. Broadhurst was living near Caldwell, Idaho, which is near the Boise and Oregon border. He was a 51-year-old childless bachelor who owned a lot of land, had a net worth of about $200,000, which is the equivalent to about $3 million today. Oh! So he was doing pretty good. He was a doctor, he had a practice, he and he ran a ranch. Stacks on stacks, okay. Yeah. So, unfortunately for him, he also knew Gladys. Oh. Womp womp. Damn it, Gladys. He had known Gladys for about 20 years, just like as acquaintances. So he didn't know much about her personal life, but he knew of her. She knew of him. Yeah. Kind of thing. Just like talk about town kind of people. Um, unfortunately, nobody else really knows much about Gladys either. When I was doing this research, I could not find anything about her before this story. She's probably, and she probably did it on purpose, I'd she imagine. doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Oh. Everything I got was from <gasps> Murderpedia. My guy didn't have one either. Really? Yeah, it is a reference page. It was weird. I was shocked because, like, everything, I mean, it's partially cheating, but everything has, like, a Wikipedia page, so you yeah. can at least go there and then find the sources, sources yeah. and go directly to the sources, but there wasn't even one for this. And I did look at the original articles that are on Murderpedia to yeah. get, like, the actual sources and stuff like that, and um, so, yeah, I couldn't find much about her She's early life. non-existent up until this? Yes. Oof. 
Uh, most of the sources for the story are from the newspapers that were at the time. Okay. So at the time, they didn't care about her previous history. They just knew about the sensational bits about her history. So they weren't into, like, putting, like, this is how she grew up and yada, yada, yada. So like, They trim the fat on that. They're just kind of like, here's, we're going to get right to the good Here's stuff. what she did. Yeah. So I don't have the background I wish I had on her because I love figuring out, like, why they turned out the way it's they like, did. At what point did that turn happen? Yes. What we do know is that in 1942, Gladys married Army Lieutenant Leslie Lincoln. This is her fifth marriage. Ooh. I really want to know what happened to the first four husbands. Well, in the time, it's like records aren't, you know, necessarily the greatest. So let's wildly speculate. Uh, murder, 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 murder? <laughs> I thought about that, but I feel like if they were murdered or if they were dead, when yeah. everything happened, that would have come out. Or, like, she probably just dipped out. And it could have been, like, did her first husband fuck her up so much that she just assumed husbands are for, like, one purpose only and yeah, like dumps them or did she have, like, some weird daddy issues, like Diane? Like, is this what Diane Downs would have been like if she decided to just have a lot of husbands instead of a lot of babies? Oh, it's so cute. Mo just rolled over sleeping onto Rose's papers. Yeah, she's the cutest. Now get off oh. my papers. <laughs> I'm <like> podcasting. <laughs> yes, you're a star. <laughs> After the war ended in Europe, uh, the couple moved to Taft, California, which is in Southern California. As everybody knows, the worst part of California. Um, around this time, Gladys tracked down her old friend, Dr. Broadhurst. Um, from now on, we're just going to call him Doc. All right. It's I like just it. easier. There are no actual r- records of the letters between uh, Doc and Gladys, but Doc's sister recalled that he replied to one of Gladys's letters with, In answer to your question, I'm not married, therefore I have no heirs or dependents. That was in August 1945. He's like, let me just sneak on in here. So we don't know how many little letters went between them before that. But um, apparently this is what she wanted to know because she continued to correspond with him. And they even met up once in New Mexico. What a... I, I guess it's a nice little vacation spot. I don't know. It's just different. I feel like that's a weird location to pick. Yeah. Traveling in the 40s was a lot different than traveling now, you know, now or even 100 years before that. But I still think that's a lot of traveling. For a rendezvous. Yeah. On May 19, 1946, Gladys and the Doc were married in the classiest place on earth, <gasps> Reno, Nevada. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She classy. And yes, she was still married to Leslie Lincoln. Oh, you know. <laughs> you should probably. She is getting hers, okay? <laughs> get it, get it, get it. <laughs> on the marriage license, she did admit to being previously married once. She's like, what, one, well, one time. four, seven, it doesn't matter. But she said that Leslie Lincoln was killed in England during the war. Oh. Yeah, so she left out the fact that she was still married. Um, in fact, not only was Lieutenant Lincoln still alive and well, but he was in the process of filing for a divorce from Gladys on the grounds of extreme cruelty. Oh. So we know what extreme cruelty usually is when it's the woman leaving the man. It's usually... Yeah. Abuse and things like that. What was she putting him through? So let's wildly speculate about that, too. (laughs) We're going to put find her speculation hats, put them back on real quick. Um. I'm thinking she probably expected him to 
to die in the war, and she thought she would get, like, widow benefits. She's just, like, super pissed that he came back. Yeah. And so she was... This isn't what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted that money. I don't want to actually be married, if you couldn't tell from my first four marriages. (laughs) You can tell by, um, (laughs) zero through twelve up to this point. Yeah. Um, after Leslie found out about the new marriage, she added bigamy to the divorce grounds. He's like, whoa, 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 wait, what? Addendum. Add that. Reno? (laughs) Really? (laughs) I always wanted to go to Cabo, but that's fine. (laughs) It's like, like Vegas is already not classy, and Reno's like a step down from that. The whole state's kind of... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry, dry Nevada. Heat, dry heat dumpster dry. fire. It's a, it's I, I'm sorry, it's it's, dry it's, it's very dry. It's a... <laughs> Not built for that. Um, she told Doc that Leslie had an evil twin brother named Lester. Because <laughs> obviously Lester is the evil version of Leslie. I mean, it makes the most sense. Because if you have twin brothers, you're going to name them yeah, things like there's that. there's always the evil twin. And if that's the case, then you're setting that guy up to be the evil twin. Leslie and Lester? Lester just sounds like... It sounds like, yeah, Leslie, which sounds, like, nice. And you think of, like, these little cherubs and cute little, like, squishy babies. And, like, Lester, you're like, oh, that's gross. You think of, like, a creep. Like, he's the guy that's in the alley in a trench coat that's gonna jump out and flash It's actually just, like, really shitty Apple, like, eye watches. He's like, ah, the eye discount! Get out Um, of here. She said that Lester was trying to take Leslie's place at her side, and he was a brutal psychopath. Of course, this is all a lie. <laughs> there was no twin. <laughs> Husband's still alive and well. She's just pulling these out of her ass. My guess point. is, though, that way, if she if he sees a picture of her and her husband, who's apparently dead... Oh, she can just throw that into the mix. And then if the husband confronts them for something, mm-hmm. she can say, that's the twin brother. See, like, it looks just like the dead husband. Like, look how strangely similar look they weird. look. And, of wow. course, he's crazy mad at me because he's a psychopath. Yeah, that's why he's mad all the time. Not because I got married to another man like, under his nose. It's, it's repeatedly. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> she also told her new husband that her Aunt Mary in Hawaii had recently passed and she was about to inherit $3 million from her, which is about the equivalent of $41 million today. So a lot of money. She told Doc that the evil brother was moving in on her in order to get his hands on that inheritance. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a thick inheritance. Yeah. Of course. This was also a lie. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling betrayed by this story. <laughs> her Aunt Mary <laughs> was not only alive, but not rich. Although... Wait, did she live in Hawaii? She did live in Hawaii. Oh, good. I mean, that's <laughs> a treasure right there. It sounds nice, but considering the war in the Pacific had, like, practically just ended oh no it was probably not a great place to live um um so she told the doc that she had to handle the estate so she was going to stay in california and sent him back to idaho yeah i mean why not at this point (laughs) in reality she was trying to handle the divorce yeah she's like let me just i gotta i gotta do this so you, you go over there she came up with an idea that was not only, like, something that had to keep her there, but it's like, we're going to get a lot of money off this. It's worth it for me to yeah. stay down here. It'll, it'll pay off, basically. Um, the doc was worried for her safety, however, and later he wrote to her, I bet you had another mix-up with that brute. I want you to get out of that town. Please, honey, get away from there. Get away from all that fear. I want you to get away as soon as possible. Change your address at the post office. I wonder if I could go to Sacramento... And be deputized this fall so I can get rid of that dirty brute. Oh, Yeah, he's... He was, like, trying to, like, oh, defend her honor and shit, and she's... Yeah. God damn it. She's a bitch. She's a bitch. Ay, people. Um, 
So during the spring of 1946, Gladys became ill due to an addiction to Numbatol, which is a pill popular at the time as a sleep aid and anxiety reducer. It's a barbiturate, so it's like a, it's almost like a tranquilizer. Oh. Like, so barbiturates are the same shit that they use to kill babies in Nazi Germany when they were deformed. <laughs> So, like, what? Because I looked into it and then I was like, like, that was mentioned. I was like, Jesus. You're like, God damn it. I just wanted to. No. But in the 1940s, it was really like, I mean, these pills were really popular as a. It's not like pop resistance. Yeah, as a sleep aid and anxiety reducer, which I'm assuming the whole anxiety reducing is making you numb to things. Yeah. It just reminds me, like, I wonder if it's a. It probably is, and I just don't know because I I just don't have this knowledge in my brain. When, like, the old housewives, because that's the one they said made their, like, sleepy, but the other Mm -hmm. housewife people like i gotta stay up and do this that and the other thing and they're like popping little retro it, it drugs basically speed with yeah. popping so i'm thinking this is like the opposite though gotcha. so the doc brought her to idaho to recover he didn't specialize in that kind of thing so he had another doctor friend take care of her while rehabilitating she met 23 year old ranch hand alvin williams she was 40 at the time Ooh. so um alvin had worked on the ranch for some time and he and the doc were Considered each other friends. He was young and naive and perfect. Just great. Yes. In August of 1946, Canyon County Sheriff attempted to serve Gladys divorce papers from Lieutenant Lincoln. (laughs) She managed to keep this from Doc, but it was a close call and Gladys got paranoid and decided she needed to go back to California to settle the divorce. Because he still thinks that her husband, she's a widow. She was a widow when they got married. So, (laughs) she told Doc that she needed to return to California to settle that pesky inheritance matter. (laughs) Wink! I thought, liar! (laughs) Okay, honey, have fun! Yeah. Don't forget to ride! Um, She was unable to drive, and the Doc was too busy because he owned all this land. He had to practice all that. Busy dude doing busy things. You know, he doesn't get all that money from nothing. So, she suggested that good old Alvin escort her. (laughs) Just, of course. Um, the doc wasn't exactly happy about it, and he had every reason to be worried. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, however, he agreed. Um, on the trip down, Gladys told Alvin that Doc was more animal than man and that he was cruel to her. And she fed him lies and half-truths. Like, the article I read was like, fed him a diet of lies and half-truths. <laughs> it's like they were trying to make a word Juicy. count. And they yeah. were, like, adding everything. Like, I didn't want to directly take everything. <laughs> I was like, that's a much. Let's take Just a diet out of there. Seven layered dip of deceit. <laughs> <laughs> sounds delicious. Delicious. That sounds like a fake product we could sell. Okay. Oh, like we can add that on. There you go. <laughs> Roses, seven layered dip of deceit. <laughs> Ooh, it has queso. Oh. <laughs> but not avocado. Because no, you're, cause you're like, broken. I don't like avocado. I'm weird. I'm a Californian who doesn't like avocado. Ugh. I'm going to put you on this one of these stories. As a psychopath? Yeah, because you're not avocado. <laughs> I don't, like, stop other people from eating it. I'm not like, no! <laughs> don't do it! It's don't disgusting! S- slap my millennial avocado toast right on my hand. <laughs> dare just you. Scrape the avocado off. Here, just have the toast. It's fine. Now it has the schmutz and it's going to brown faster. <laughs> fucking look at an avocado wrong and they just rot. It's, you're not selling it to me. <laughs> This isn't You're not convincing me that I should like avocados. Oh, shit. So, um, this quote about her feeding half-lies and all that stuff. Uh, we don't know how much is true. Because maybe, maybe the doc was an asshole. Maybe there's a reason why he was a ba- bachelor at 51. Maybe, I mean, who knows? 
But considering her track record... Yeah, he was probably fine. He was probably a decent person. <laughs> he probably just didn't have anybody because he was building that empire. Exactly. He, he, he makes sacrifices. A career-driven man. You know, women do it these days. Damn it, heroes. Gross. But men do it back in the 40s, and <laughs> a monster he is. Wait, nope, just regular. <laughs> just regular. On August 6th, while at an auto camp in Truckee, an auto camp is basically like a... It's like you can go there with your your car, you can tent camp, or they have cabins. Oh, okay, that's fun. Yeah. So at this auto camp in Truckee, Gladys asked Alvin if she could kiss him. Oh, at least she asked. May uh, I? Oh, oh, oh goodness. Oh, she just, oh, oh, goodness. He said yes. Of course he did. Um, he was later asked about the kiss. What effect did that have upon you? He responded, that didn't have much effect, but the next one did. Oh, no. Later that night, after being assigned separate cabins, she came to his cabin and told him she was afraid to sleep alone. Oh, I'm just, it's so scary. It's like the classic line. I mean, that's how I've gotten all my boyfriends. <laughs> I'm just too scared. After that night. She's a vampire. Were... She's fucking asking him to be let in. That's the problem. <laughs> you have to invite me. No, yeah. he came to her cabin. Oh, okay. So he's the vampire. Because it would be improper for her to be in his bed. Oh. But him being in her bed, yeah. he was invited. That's a rental. So. Yeah. Um, after that night, they were lovers. Oh, of course they were. And I put, bow, chick, wow, wow. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cat. Murder. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> like, most of the articles that I read was like, she just, infidelity was, infidelity was no problem to her. Like, they really sensationalized the whole thing about her. Like, I tried to take it down a notch. I was like, we're gonna be joking around about it enough. I don't need to add all this An drama. Insult to injury. It's like... So the couple ended up going to see a movie called The Postman Always Rings Twice. Have you ever heard of this movie? I've heard of it. And I think I watched it in really? our film class. Like the old version? Yeah. Apparently there's a newer it, version too. It was, well, it was like a black old, and white. Yeah. Um, so this is a movie in which a married woman falls for a drifter and they plot to kill her husband. And I put Charity Lamb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I was like, huh. Like, the drifting biz was where it was at. Drifters, am I right? Yeah. Nothing's hotter than, than a, a man with than no a home job with, yeah, and no home. home. <laughs> just, like, you literally, I just pictured, like, oh, it just comes into town and it's swindling and swindling, gotta go, gonna swindle some more. Like, what are you doing? Well, that's like your whole game. That's the whole plot of the music, man. Oh, shit, it is. <laughs> and she falls in love with him, sings a beautiful song, and they, I cry every time. So, <laughs> is this just new age bards? Yeah. Mm. Ooh. I might, play, I might play D&D today. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's been a while. Speaking of bards. <laughs> Don't I'm talk to me or my bard ever again. <laughs> um, after they saw the movie, Gladys said, it's too bad that something like that can't happen to the doctor. Wink. <laughs> you can't see. This is a visual joke, but I'm badly winking. <laughs> it kind of looks like you're having a moment. Huh? Do you smell toast? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Just knock Tompa. <laughs> then she asked um, if he had any ideas how that could be accomplished. Later he said, I said, no, I hadn't. I said, however, he might get lost while he was hunting cattle. And well, she said if he did get lost, he would have to not never be found. She's like, if something's going to happen, it better be done better correctly. Be permanent. <laughs> yeah. Guess what they did? What did they do, Rose? They got married! Of course they did. This would be her seventh marriage. Did they go to Reno? And the third one at the same time. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's really a multitasker. She is. Who 
has the time for this shit, am I right? So Elvin was very smitten with by Gladys, and later he admitted that he would do pretty near anything to get her. So the whole being married already thing, he, he still thought that her other husband was dead, though. He oh, still didn't know that she was... That's the whole reason that they're on this trip to begin with, and he's yeah. like, we're going Because she's lying to them saying it's for the inheritance. And that the evil twin brother is stalking them. When really it's just the actual it's husband. It's just her husband <laughs> not wearing a comically fake mustache. It's just his mustache. Because it's just him. Because we all know that the evil twin has a mustache. Yeah. The good one does not. Yeah. Clean everybody, shaven. Everybody knows Honest. it. Um, she had hoped that the divorce from Leslie would only take a week or so, but it ended up taking the rest of the summer. In early September, Doc came to visit, but returned to Idaho without her. She wrote him a reassuring letter a few weeks later. Her letter began, Darling Daddy Dearest. Oh. That's the noise Might have been a, been a while since we wrote a letter. <laughs> it's been a while since I wrote a letter, to be fair. But if you I was writing to my husband... Nope. You're not going to leave that. You're not going to just subtly put daddy in there. No, I'm not going to call my husband daddy <laughs> at all, ever. <laughs> uh, she... She reported that things were going well and that Al was being a true gentleman. He has been very nice to me, she wrote. I'm glad you chose him as he is honest and decent. Oh, shit. Yeah, very nice to you. Yeah, super nice to you as you got married. Squeak, squeak. No. (laughs) Heckum decent. She convinced the young Alvin that he was the true love of her life and that when she won her freedom from Doc, they would be, they would have a public marriage and would be together. Carving yeah. their initials into trees and shit. And they're like, yeah, Gladys is on a lot of these trees. <laughs> There's a lot of G's over here. <laughs> like, oh, G's a popular first letter for a name in the 40s. <laughs> they're like, they're all the same shape. Hmm. Same style of G. <laughs> hmm. I just really want to know about those first four husbands. Like, I need to know. It's good. <gasps> if like, anybody knows, please let me know. <laughs> if you know, let me know. At one point during the fall of 1946, Williams suggested that they simply run off together and later said he considered simply disappearing himself. But Gladys kept him primed with promises of sex and money and images of Doc's abuse. She is really painting that picture. I mean, she's a sassy redhead. She's getting hers. Who even knows that she's a true redhead? She's lied about everything else. Huh? I feel attacked. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, first of all. I know I had to have to die my roots. Okay. I know. (laughs) Is this where you? Is this what we're talking about right now? Is is this about me now? Cut this all out! We've only been divorced once. So First of all. First of all. And doing... he's alive. <laughs> For the record. Oh. For now. Da, 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 da. All right. And on the list. So the couple returned to Idaho, the Idaho ranch, in late September. Um, and Gladys, again, assumed her role as Mrs. Broadhurst. Before they carried out the plan, uh, she had to take care of the will, though. She's like, oh, yeah, that all so don't, shit. don't kill me yet. Gotta make sure. Um, before the doc took a hunting trip, Gladys expressed concern that something could happen to him and she would be left without any means to discharge the burial expenses. I imagine the way she talks to people is just with such confidence. She must be so charismatic and just so, she's fucking got it. I mean, she has to have been. She's like, but honey. I mean, and I feel like if uh, being that naive husband, you know, for the most part naive. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, you're right. Yeah, because she's, she's ten, like, yeah, she's ten years younger than him. She's attractive. She showed interest in him. So like, he's just like, 
it's the whole of give her the world. If it sounds like it's too good to be true, yeah, probably probably is. is. She's probably gonna kill you. <laughs> She's probably currently married to like three to five other people. <laughs> Only two other people at this point. She has been married. Um, you don't know that we know of. <laughs> um, so the doc did what he thought was right. Bless his heart. <laughs> Didn't have to, but you did. Um, he made a new will, giving his entire estate to his beloved wife. Gladys Elaine Broadhurst. This was only three days after they got back from California. <laughs> She's like, let's get this fucking over with. She's like, it's Friday. We were going to go in on Monday. Yeah. Uh, so despite being on good terms with all of his relatives, even allowing his nephew and nephew's family to live on his ranch, um, a curious paragraph was included in the new will. And I quote, I do not intend to give anything from my said estate to any of my brothers, sisters, or any of my other relatives. It is my desire that they shall receive nothing from my estate. That doesn't sound heavily influenced whatsoever. (laughs) My caption of this, hmm. (laughs) It's it's very specific. Mm -hmm. So while the doc left for his hunting trip, Alvin came down with a cold and Gladys insisted that he recovered in the Broadhurst bed so she could nurse him back to health. Literally and figuratively would be my assumption. This raised the eyebrows of, of course, the nephew that lived on the ranch with them. I was like, what? That seems like a little much. Yeah, it's like... I'm like, it's been 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I already have a guy in here. Yeah. This gave them the opportunity to finalize their plot, though. In mid-October, Mr. Broadhurst decided, excuse me, Dr. Broadhurst decided to travel to Jordan Valley, Oregon, where he had more land. He would have had to take the Oregon-Idaho-Nevada highway. This is from Alvin. She asked me if I couldn't wait along the road between Caldwell Ranch and Jordan Valley Ranch and have him stop, and I was to hit him, knocking him unconscious, and then destroy the body. Move him, move him away someplace where he could never be found, and after I had moved him, I was to shoot him or plug him or any way to make sure that he would never come back. Alvin's not educated. I mean, he's, he's a 20-something-year-old farmhand. But so... this is what he's saying that she told him to do. In the middle of um, what places? So this is... So Jordan Valley, Oregon is right across the border. Okay. So Jordan Valley and then what was the other one? And they live in Idaho um, in Caldwell. So is this before or after Hidden Valley Ranch? You know, I didn't look up that. (laughs) I've been Um, sitting on that for like 45 seconds. I was like, how do I loop back around to a ranch joke? Do you think about that every time you see the word valley? Yeah. You know there's a lot of valleys, right? Yeah. This isn't very hidden because he owns land there and knows what it is. <laughs> it's a quite public. So it's a public... Public knowledge ranch. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yes. Public knowledge ranch. Just kind of bland, but yeah. Kind of spicy. <laughs> Not a very interesting name, is it? <laughs> it's a mayo base. Jordan Valley. <laughs> Not very interesting. It's kind of... No. Mm. And why does that have to be Jordan? Why can't it be Jordana? <laughs> hmm? Hmm. Jordana Valley Vinaigrette. Hmm. We need to rewrite this herstory here. <laughs> herstory. <laughs> so Doc's the plan was to explain Doc's disappearance um, with the evil twin line. Oh no! Back at it. It wasn't me. It was the evil twin. <laughs> so Gladys gave Alvin two hundred dollars to buy a car the Doc wouldn't recognize. He ended up buying a green Model A. Interesting choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Elvis was nervous about the whole situation, of course. Um, he couldn't stand the sight of human blood. She's the perfect man for the job, is what you're so saying. So he, so Gladys suggested whiskey to calm 
his nerves for the big day. And I can only imagine, like, after she's like, no, honey, it'll be fine. Have some whiskey or whatever. She probably went in the next room like, what a fucking pussy. Like, <laughs> she takes her own shot of whiskey from straight from the bottle. God damn it. Like, she pours him the shot into, like, the little dude. Yeah. And then she just takes from the bottle and is like, ah, pussy. And, like, <laughs> I would just do it. But I'm busy trying to find another husband. <laughs> Um, so on Sunday, October 13th, 1946, Doc told his wife he'd be leaving in the morning. She told Elvin to go and wait. Like, go wait along the highway. Um, and he left at 11 p.m., drove to Sucker Creek Junction with a bedroll, a wrench, a shotgun, and a quart of liquid courage. Aww. So, went to line wait before the husband drove out. Um, the plan was the husband was going to leave after breakfast, so, Thursday off, right? Yeah, right. Go yeah. off to my my Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> my little <laughs> ranch farm. And just picturing, like, a farm of sprouts, which is bottles of ranch. Yeah, know? or, like, they're plucking the bottles from a tree. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like little mason jars. Of- oh, well, that's oh. precious. Put it in the mason of- jars. It's instantly precious. It's Fultano's. Oh, I just missed them so Love much. to Astoria and Fultano's. And your Fultano's pizza. Please send yum, Fultano's yum, pizza. <laughs> Wait. to <laughs> Sister a, Acts podcast at gmail.com. There's a Fultano's in Scapoos. That's oh, still far. I pass it like all the time. And I wonder like if it's as good. All the other locations have been equally good. Maybe we'll make a road trip. <gasps> We're coming for your mason jar ranch. <laughs> give us your mason jar of ranch or give us death. For real though, if you're in the that local area, Fultano's, they have multiple locations and their crust is to die for. It's delicious and crispy and just, good. Just so good. So... The next morning, um, Alvin woke up. He lifted the hood of his Model A and waited, assuming it would take the dock about two hours to pass by. Unfortunately, the dock left later than they thought he would. He didn't leave until after lunch. Ooh. So while Alvin sat on the side of the road with his faux breakdown, um, another rancher passed the scene Three different times over six hours and saw this guy just on the side of the road. Like, this is really sketch. And finally decided to stop and offer help. Alvin said, no, thank you. Like, I got it. I'm like, waiting for my Uber. <laughs> you've been here six hours. What are you waiting yeah, for? Yeah, what are you waiting for? Hmm. Weird. Sketch. Weird. So, finally, um, the doctor drove up by around 3.30 and stopped to offer help because he's a good person. He's that guy. Of course, he recognized Alvin because they're friends. Yeah, like, what... <laughs> So I don't know why they got, like, a different car. Like, I, what was the... Fucking <laughs> idiot. Don't know. <laughs> oh, you got a new car? Yeah, it's weird. It broke down. It's not it's Alvin, weird. though. I have a mustache. So he told him it was, like, something wrong with the switch down there. And while Alvin... Excuse me. Um, so as the doc was peering under the hood um, with Gladys's voice in his head, probably going, Kill him! Yeah. Um, do it! Do it! Do it! <laughs> Alvin hit doc on the back of the head with his wrench. The doc was stunned. He whirled around, holding the gash at the back of his head, and said, What hit me, Al? Oh, come on, man. I know. He's like all sweet and Did shit. Did somebody throw a wrench? Did you, you like, catch it? Is that why it's in your hand? God, you're such a good friend, Al. So, according to Alvin... Oh. I know. Um, he began to regret what he did no and shit. tried to help the doc. But the doc, realizing Alvin had been the one to hit him, took his knife out because... It's the 40s, you're a rancher, you have a knife in your pocket. Yeah. Um, and tried to stab Alvin, forcing Alvin to shoot him in self-defense. He then loaded Doc's body into the trunk and dumped it in a, quote, lonely gulch in the dark of the night. Mm. 
I mean, if anything, you probably could have played up the route of self-defense and not had to hide him. Probably would have just wait. So oh, no. He drove Doc's truck and horse trailer um, to a side road a few miles away, then rode the horse that was in the horse trailer back to his car, and then released the horse, and then drove back to the ranch, went into the woods, dumped his shotgun, buried it, and burned all his bloody clothes, and then went back home. He didn't live on the ranch. Yeah. But he... It's like, I'm out. Yeah. Um, so while all of this was happening, Gladys had been laying the groundwork to explain Doc's disappearance. She decided to abandon the evil twin plot. Thank God, because <laughs> super believable. So she told Doc's nephew and his wife that Doc had been arguing with a man in town called Red Wells. Sounds bougie. She told him she was worried for her husband and was scared Red would do Doc, quote, some injury. <laughs> Done a great mischief. I don't know what kind of injury. <laughs> Just a really horrific and mysterious some, one. Some injury. Um, the same night of the murder, a neighboring rancher found Doc's horse. When he called and told Gladys that he found Doc's horse, she expressed some concern but promptly hung up and didn't say anything to the nephew until he asked directly. I just picture, like, some guy's like, oh, hey, Gladys, this is, this is Dale down the road. I found Butterbean out lost. <gasps> Butterbean! Oh, Butterbean. Oh, oh did you want him back? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's probably like... I, I don't know where Doc is, though. Yeah, yeah and she's like, oh, no, just, just fucking have the horse out here. Oh, no. <laughs> Butterbean. Um, the rancher wasn't willing to just sit around, so he decided to go out and look for Doc. Because he's like, here's his horse. He's got to be somewhere. The next morning, they found the truck in the trailer. Ooh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of helping with the search, Gladys took an overdose of Numbatol. <laughs> Uh, the doctor who had treated her addiction previously came back to help her. He said she was, quote, nervous and seemed to be somewhat anxious or worried, and that she was trying to tell me a story of Dr. Broadhurst being lost, a story which was incoherent. Like, you can anticipate a certain level if it was legit, and like, oh, I don't know where he is. Like, that would be stressful yeah. and concerning, but if she's just like, yeah, it's probably lost. It's probably lost. Yeah. Any more medicine. More medicine. than <laughs> Yes. By Tuesday, Gladys was somewhat recovered, but did not participate in the search for Doc. Neither did Alvin, who was busy repainting his Model A from green to black <laughs> and replacing the tires. He's like, mm-hmm, <laughs> covering up evidence. <laughs> so it's like in, like, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> you go, go to, like, the car shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, by Wednesday, they realized that not helping with the search only made them look suspicious. Oh no shit! <laughs> no way! <laughs> oh, oh you don't you you don't want to go look for your husband, your husband and your best friend? Hmm. Yeah. So they joined in with the search. Um, the same day, law enforcement was advised that a green Model A had been spotted loitering near the highway. I just picture him like frantically painting faster. faster. No, oh, it's black, and he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have pictured like, like he's listening to the radio and he's yeah. like, be on the lookout like, yeah, for a APB for a, like, the fuck it is. And he's like painting it black. <laughs> it needs another layer. Yeah. I should have primed this. Just <laughs> freaking out. Gladys told her nephew's wife that she knew Al could not have done it because she knew where he was every minute on Monday. And she said, anyway, he isn't strong enough. So first off. <laughs> Rude. She's. <laughs> Saying that you know where he is all day that day doesn't help. That makes you look so much more suspicious because it's like, what were you guys doing together all day? Yeah. Well, I just knew he was 
stinking from 12 to 1245. <laughs> Second off, the man who just killed for you, you're calling weak. Yeah, I mean, granted, I f- he gave him a wallet, but like, yeah, he didn't do a good enough job. Like, I get that it's that she's trying to cover for him, but at the same time, you could like. Well, also, it's probably the whole the whole thing didn't go according to plan, so she's probably already pissed about that. Yeah, she's like, no, we had a plan, and you fucked it up because you can't hit hard enough because you're weak. Because you're weak. Unfortunately for the lovers, their actions before and after the disappearance made them prime suspects. By the end of Wednesday, Alvin was taken into the custody by Oregon authorities. So this does get confusing because the ranch is in Idaho, but Doc was going to Oregon. Because he has property up here. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the map, it is, like, within, like, miles. Yeah, it's just the way it cuts over. It's just, yeah, right there. Look at a map. I mean, we grew up, I mean, we still live in a place that's right next to the border of another state. Yeah. So, like... Going all the way to Washington isn't a big deal. Yeah, it's like, oh, we so want to go to the mall. The yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show our IDs and not pay tax. Yeah. Suckers. <laughs> so Oregon is heading the main investigation. Okay. Because I think that's, because that's where he was headed, and I believe that's where the junction was. So it kind of fell into and their lap. Yeah. So he was in custody. In his first interview, he told the story of the evil twin and how Lester had been stalking the Broadhurst. And while Alvin was sitting in custody, Gladys was on damage control. She told a neighbor that they had the wrong man and made it seem like Alvin and the doc were best friends. <laughs> like, he wouldn't do it. It's his best friend. Oh, my God, no. So she blamed it all on Lester Lincoln, went back to the evil twin story, mm. and showed a picture of her ex, um... <laughs> Husband to Leslie claiming it was Lester. Like, this is what he looks like. Like, look, it's identical. Yeah. One like, would th- say. Th- if you see this man around, he's the one who did it yeah. kind of thing. She said, I've been living in hell for fear to the neighbor. Uh, the neighbor took her to the sheriff's office in Idaho where she retold the story and embellished threats made against her and the doctor by Lester. On Thursday morning, a note was found at the ranch. It read, your cowboy strong arm didn't do it, but don't start anything or I'll get you the same as I did doctor. I warned you and I need some cash, sweet pea. What the fuck? Yeah. So Gladys took the note to the sheriff in Idaho. Obviously, she wrote the fucking note. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like, I've always wanted to be called sweet pea. Oh, look, look at the note that they wrote me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, no. It's like dying downs and like the fake threats. That it's she like, was oh, getting. this this hurts almost as much as getting shot. Um, fun fact: uh, my mom's nickname for me is Baby Sweet Pea. That's cute. That's pretty cute. That's cute for for a kid. Yeah, it's funny she still child. says it. Yeah, but not to like in a ransom yeah. <laughs> or like a threatening or like manner. or like a. I mean, maybe for a spouse, maybe, but uh, I don't know, especially that. Sweet pea, sugar booger. I'm just thinking of like sugar all... booger. I like that one because it's funny and gross <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> ah, sugar booger. <laughs> so she took the note to the sheriff. She also arranged for an attorney to come to the ranch. So Cleve Groom had been present at the signing of that new will. That's all weird. He's like, hmm, and he ended up being her defense attorney. And she, he met up with her um, at the ranch at about 4 p.m. and they left. Um, they went and they picked up a man named Rufus Landfear and took him to the county jail where Alvin was being held. And had Rufus tell them Alvin had been with him all day Monday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unknown to Gladys, while she was trying to find an alibi for Alvin, he had spilled his guts. He's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, he told the authorities the entire story. <gasps> Get fucked. Then led them to Doc's body 
and to the murder weapon. Well, that's like an advantage <laughs> between, like, I guess, young and dumb in this situation where he's like, I don't have to do this. He ran out of whiskey. Is what he's like, he drank it all. <laughs> or he did drink it all, and that was the problem. <laughs> he just pictures her just yelling at him, ah, you're doing a terrible job. Like, I, it's just the stress of that. He can't handle it. Yeah. He doesn't need I'm, that in his life. And I'm picturing, like, the 1940s noir, like, detectives, like, tell us what happened. We know you did it, like, yeah. kind of thing. And Cigarette? eventually he's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and she probably knew that if he spent too much time in custody, he would break. And that's why she put so much effort into getting an alibi for him. Because otherwise she probably would have just, like, let him around and yeah. waited for him to roll. But she knew that he'd give up because he was weak. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, and, you picked him. And I can imagine her being so bitchy once that, like, veneer comes off. Oh, yeah. Like, you, she flips that switch. You did what she needed you to do. Yeah. You don't have a purpose anymore. She yeah. doesn't have to coddle you and be nice to you. She's just being a bitch. I'm done with you. Well, it's just like her husband who filed a divorce for extreme cruelty. She yeah. probably called him weak and called him all these things. Like, all these demeaning things, yeah. especially in the 40s as a being a male, probably doesn't sit right no. in your feelers. Yeah, I know. And she she's picking these, like, sensitive men, too. Like, she knows what she's fucking hurts. doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. When she was told that Alvin had confessed, Gladys, quote, looked sad and had quite a stare in her eyes, according to witnesses. She's doing that emergency preparedness where your brain just goes into just... And her, like, she's just like, how do I fix this? How do I fix this? So she's trying to look sad, but at the yeah. same time, her head is exploding with, what the fuck? Like, what do I do now? What's my next step? Yeah. Who do I lie to next? Gladys Lincoln Broadhurst was arrested on Saturday, October 19th. So, despite Alvin's account of remorse and self-defense, the forensic evidence told a different story. The wounds on Dox's corpse showed that he was hit three times with a wrench and then killed by a shot to the chest with a shotgun. So, regardless of whether Alvin had second thoughts after landing that first blow with the wrench, Dr. Willis D. Broadhurst was dead. And... He, as all accounts show, was a good guy. Yeah. Didn't deserve it. He didn't. And he was an asshole. Don't kill people. Just just don't. Um, Have you tried not, basically, is where I'm at with it. And no matter what happened, Alvin was the one who pulled the trigger. Yeah. He did it. Um, the couple were tried separately, and most of the coverage was on Gladys' trial due to the sensational nature of the crime, because... Yeah. She's a black widow. She's like and... literally the the re the catalyst mm -hmm. for all this drama. Well, and back then also, you know, the stigma around divorce and she's like, divorced how many times and she got married multiple, like all this shit came out. Promiscuous. And... went fucking nuts. Um, prosecutors introduced evidence during the trial that the supposedly deceased Lester Lincoln was still very much alive and that he had no twin brother, and that, in fact, he didn't have any brothers at all. I was an only child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gladys Broadhurst's defense was over when Alvin took the witness stand oh, and confessed to the murder after no. telling the jury he and the defendant planned the entire thing. Can't backpedal from that. Do you want to guess how long the jury took? 20 minutes. Like, Three hours and 20 that minutes. Is, that is not bad. Not That's bad. a quick jury turnaround. Yeah. Um, and it was a unanimous verdict. Well, yeah. And picture they just like sit in there. They're like, okay, well, it's lunchtime. Well, that's so going to take an hour and a half to eat. Yeah, and then she's guilty. Eat. And it's going to take an hour to think, decide what they want and where they yeah. get it. And <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, literally, like, okay, now that everyone's had their, like, pad tie, guilty. Do you then... want any more time off of work? Yeah. No more time? Okay. <laughs> Have we decided? Um, but they did ask the judge to be lenient. I feel like that just... It'd have to be a very certain set of circumstances. Yeah. 
So, Judge M.A. Biggs sentenced the 40-year-old defendant to life in prison. Alvin Lee Williams was also sentenced to life imprisonment for the murder. The Supreme Court in July 1948 upheld Gladys' conviction and her life sentence in an appeal that she made. So, she tried to say, no, I didn't, because I didn't pull the trigger, I didn't do it, kind of thing. And they're like, nope. Um, but in 1956, after serving nine years of her life sentence, Gladys was paroled from Oregon State Penitentiary. She was 50 at the time of her release. That's like, you still have so much life left. That's yeah. not fair. You know how many people she can wine and dine and marry and bury in that fucking amount of time? You know what sucks? I couldn't find anything about her after either. Is she even real? Is this like... I know. that I thought about that, too. I'm like, maybe it's, like, fake. Is and this, like, a mandala situation where this trial didn't actually happen, but we think it happened? <laughs> but it was on, like, it was on that Oregon Live article. Yeah. It was on, I mean, there's multiple things in Wikipedia. And I looked, um, when I was doing the research, it showed, like... The newspaper articles yeah. from the 40s. She's just, like, but did she, like, is she an alternate universe and she just dipped out? So, since this is the episode of Wild Speculation. Wild Speculation. I'm going to assume that she changed her name and probably got married at least a few more times. Oh, yeah. I mean, why stop? Yeah. You probably had all that time to just think of better ways to do it. Yeah. Because you all, all you have is time in your brain at that point. Yeah. So, and I was also unable to find any info on Alvin after the sentence. Um, But hmm. I believe I did read somewhere that he was also released on probation. Okay. So, he probably... He probably just kind of turned it around. I would yeah. hope he would just turn it around because, like, he couldn't stand having that on his conscience for however I mean, long it, he had it. Not very long. He, I'm sure he probably showed, he probably got some sort of leniency with his Showing parole hearing because and... he was remorseful and he admitted to it like a mom. And he was more or less was like a Stockholm situation. He's just, he's just brainwashing him into yeah. believing all this. I mean, mind you, that. Stockholm situation happened really fast. I think it was, he's 23, and yeah, exactly. Here's a woman who's loosey-goosey. Just, like, giving him all of the attention, like, probably, you know. Yeah, says she loves me. um, Mentally and physically, I guess. would be. Yeah, and she's she's a victim. She's, you know, used and abused. I can be her hero. Yeah. And then they went and saw that movie. Feel-good moment. Yeah, and then the movie. I mean, you know, when when you're in your 20s and you watch a movie... And it hits you in a way. You're like, I want to live that life. Yeah. That's me. They like, wrote this oh. movie about me. <laughs> I'm Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, I could definitely see why he just went all in for it. Went all in, yeah. Ugh. And it's sad, but... And one of the reasons why I chose that story is because my last story was a woman-hating man. And the story I was going to do was another woman-hating man. <laughs> like, there's a trend here. And I'm like, let's do... A man-hating woman. Because <laughs> in most Let's of these... Switch it up. Most of these murder stories, it's somebody of the opposite sex hating... Yes. <laughs> the, ...the other people. So, yeah. So I decided to switch it up. And so that's why I wasn't able to find as much information as I probably would have liked. Like, And I did, like, a lot of searching for this stuff. But yeah. there just isn't a lot out there about her. So if anybody else knows more about this story, please... What if she, like, had changed her name previously to Glad? I was thinking that, too. Like, like, what if her only existence that we that is documented is the that's because that was the only time that Gladys was actually a person? Yeah, and like, um, when she got married to Alvin, she got married under a different name. So, because, I, you know, so I like feel like her that changing could be it. names is not a 
new thing. Some yeah. sort of identity theft situation maybe rolled up on top of it. Yeah. I wonder what happened to his land. Because she murdered him, I doubt that she was able to I think it nulls it. the... I would imagine yeah. based on circumstance, it would null and void the rights she'd have to the property. And I would think it would go to the, the next... Family. The next yeah, person. Next of kin. Yeah, next like, of kin or some sort nephew. Of, or yeah, who fucking lives there. I would hope that he would have right. dibs. <laughs> Squatters' rights, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we've learned in other stories. You know, people also just sell off kids that when their parents yeah, get I incarcerated. Mean, so, mind you, this was a hundred years later, but yeah, 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 that shit does happen. Um, so I do have some good news, <gasps> oh, and I titled it "Good News, Everyone." <laughs> good news. <laughs> After our favorite doctor, another nod to doctors. Poor doctors. <laughs> doctors getting a bad rep. So, <laughs> being so expensive, we might I like change this, our ways. I like this one. It's from the UK. Um, care home resident granted big biceps stripper wish. Oh, like a make a stripper wish foundation. So, um, staff at a care home made a Christmas wish come true for a resident with a visit from a stripper with a quote large chest and big biceps. That seems quite niche. It's so cute. Like, well, so... Like... <laughs> keep going, um, keep going. Yeah, I'll keep going. The woman was given almost the full Monty after she placed her request on a wishing tree at the nursing home. I... Okay. So if, if we I were pulled an, that wish... If we were in an old folks home, this is the kind of shit we would do. I'd be like, right, will they do it? Like, okay, yeah. Meemaw, just put it on the tree and, like, Santa will come bring you shit. Worst case scenario, they don't. And it gives somebody a little laugh. Yeah. Best case scenario, you fucking get a stripper. With a big chest and large biceps, which I would think would be hard to acquire. <laughs> Not the typical build. No. Big shoulders? Like, how, like, or big, biceps? Large biceps. So, like. Biceps are the arms. So, and big, big arms. Chest. So, it's just like a bodybuilder kind of. But I feel like most strippers and stuff these days are way fear. They don't have no, the look, muscle. A male stripper. Oh. <laughs> dumb. <laughs> lady that's why it's cute i don't know i don't i'm not <laughs> judging old, if it was an old fan getting a stripper people would be like mm, no <laughs> but it's a little old lady who's like oh. can, can i have a stripper for christmas <laughs> <laughs> maybe and she can, meant striper like a candy striper and i can well no she's the one who said she wanted somebody with a large <laughs> chest and big biceps it also works for candy stripers. i love how you thought of i was like though. you're like so like a bodybuilding yeah, type like, of a girl? Like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, what are you not? No, like that's like the stereotype. Like big for- pecs. <laughs> I was thinking like breasts. Yes, chest. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> that makes me so much more happier than the story. Um, so manager said that most people asked for a beach trip or a nice afternoon tea, but they decided to respond to the request for a fireman to strip off. The wish was granted at the Glatzenberry Court Care Home in Bury St. Edmunds. So, Mm. you know, shout out to them. (laughs) The stripper dressed as a fireman turned up two weeks ago and began swinging his belt around wildly before stripping down to his underpants. Oh, no. Some people... Oh, this. They already said... Oh, yeah. Some people... Um, wish for a nice day at the beach, but Joan wanted a man in the buff. <laughs> She's probably like, I have 20 minutes left. I can see her, like, writing it and giggling. Like, yeah, like 
I would like a fireman. I want a fireman just rip off. <laughs> I'll die pound nine 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 and I will give myself a nice fire chap. Like, what you... If we were old ladies in a, in a care home, we probably would get a female stripper. I don't know. I don't. Is strippers going to be a politically correct thing when we're older? I don't like male strippers. I think they're gross. I think, well, I mean, I went to... to each their own. Not something I'm particularly into, but, you know, God, like, good luck, Godspeed, have fun if that's what you're into. Yeah. I just be like, huh. I just don't know with the rate that that's true. Society's going in the way that sex workers are mis, you know, misnomered and mistreated, and yeah. the stigma with them that might not necessarily be a public well, as much. What will Portland do? That's half of our industries. It's strippers is... and beer. <sighs> All right. So I thought he was amazing. I wish he could visit us every day. Said the resident who made the request. Well, yeah. <laughs> He made me feel like I was young again. I loved every second. I'm sure she did. He was just the cutest. Home manager Charlene Van Tonder said care home life was not a was not all about knitting or watching television and said they were keen to ensure that there are no limitations so that every day can be different and fun. I mean, well, yeah, and I gotta think, like, just because they're old, they're not dead. Like Yeah. Like the, Oh, I'm assuming all the parts still work, and yeah, like, you know. you're lonely, and who knows? When's the last time she saw a fireman, just in general? <laughs> However, she admitted that the, a well-oiled man in the buff was not the typical kind of visitor that elderly, elderly residents usually entertained. I just picture, like, someone's, like, you know when they, like, you visit in, mm-hmm. like, a home, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna go visit, like, Nima, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this room? Like... <laughs> Like, you just do, like, a side glance, and it's, like, through a window, and you're like, what? They're just a little lady with her walker and a man naked dancing around her. With, like, Monopoly dollars, because they don't want to give her, like, real money. Yeah, exactly, right? It's, like, nursing home canteen dollars. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is, like, my dream nursing home. Store credits? Just, like, the whole attitude of, like, you know, we just wanted to give them that. And that's what they wanted. So if they can't, that's what they wanted, then let her have it. Let her have it. If you don't want crotchety old ladies... Sometimes you gotta let a fireman take his clothes off in front of her. Yeah. Well, stripper, just as a fireman. A fireman impersonator. <laughs> I think that's a crime. <laughs> no, that's if you impersonate a police officer. Which is also a common stripper trope. Oh my mm-hmm. god. That, that's my good news. That's my... Good news, everyone. That's my stuff. Male stripper, it turns out. That was an interesting plot twist. Right? <laughs> Definitely wasn't what everyone else already like, fucking knew, and how, I'm just dumb. <laughs> like, how was she not getting that? Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you. Thank you. We love your random acts of kindness. Hit us up with any questions, comments, story ideas, whatever you want. If you know things, you want to make fun of me, you want to shoot me an LOL, we can do that. Sisteraxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at sister underscore X, on Instagram, and finally Facebook at sisteraxpodcast. Thank you, guys. We love you. Take care and all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.